Hey there, I'm Corey Fowler, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show. This is your go-to guide for all things adulting, where we walk you through the answers every time you hear yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? From personal finance 101 to careers and business advice to managing your health and wellness, we're here to give you tangible advice, tips, and tricks to help you start succeeding in any and every area of your life. I know you've got this adulting thing, as long as you've got the right info. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is the How to Adult Show. Do you actually understand how your taxes work? Can you tell me what it means to minimize your tax burden and say that you're taking steps to do this? Or do you maybe send some information and some sheets into your accountant or plug a few numbers into TurboTax and the rest is kind of a mystery to you? If you feel absolutely mystified by the process of doing your taxes every year, then chances are you're probably leaving some money on the table that you could be getting back from your tax process if you understood the basics of how our Canadian tax system worked and the concept of tax deductions and tax credits. Given that all of us have to file taxes throughout our lives, and given that most of us feel pretty awed and mystified by the process of doing taxes, I'm actually astounded to think that learning about how our tax system works and learning how to personally file our taxes isn't a part of any sort of education that we receive in the system leading up to the time when we graduate, get a job, start making money, and then have to file our taxes. And this is actually the perfect example of why the How to Adult School exists in the first place. To teach about topics that we all need to know and that have practical and tangible real world applications in our day-to-day lives, but that we're all sort of thrown to the wolves to figure out on our own after we graduate. This is the type of process that left me looking at the way we're doing things right now and going, there's gotta be a better way. So today, right as we're going into our tax season, I'm going to give it my best shot and do my very best to help you understand an important part of how our Canadian tax system works and hopefully end up saving you a bit of money this year in the process when you go to file your taxes, because after today's lesson, you will understand the concepts of a tax deduction and a tax write-off and know how to use these to your best advantage when you file your taxes so that you're not just paying the maximum amount of taxes that you can on your salary. First thing though, I wanna take a moment to say a quick hello and welcome to the How to Adult Show. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is a free weekly show produced by the How to Adult School that's your source for all the important life skills you wish that someone had just taught you in school. So if this sounds like the resource that you have been waiting for, I wanna take a moment, invite you to go ahead and click subscribe on the channel. That way you never miss another episode of the How to Adult Show. If you've watched Schitt's Creek, then A, we can definitely be friends, and B, you probably know the tax write-off scene. The tax write-off scene hit close to home for a lot of us because most of us know that the concept of writing something off against our taxes exists, but we're not really sure how to do it properly. Unless you're a small business owner, in which case you are probably a write-off pro, but don't go away, stay here. There's still gonna be some really useful things that you'll be able to pick up from this episode. 
So first up, a tax write-off and a tax deduction are the same thing. And I will probably use them interchangeably as things progress with the How to Adult School. So just know from the beginning, tax write-off, tax deduction, the exact same thing. Now, definitions. A tax deduction is a certain dollar amount that you can deduct against your income to reduce the amount of money that you're going to owe taxes on. For example, if you make a salary of $50,000 and you end up with $10,000 worth of tax deductions, then you'll subtract your deductions and you'll only have to pay taxes on $40,000, not $50,000. This can often even help move you into a lower tax bracket. This means you're actually paying a lower percentage of tax on your total earnings, which is fantastic. And in a little while in this episode, don't worry, I'm going to get into examples of what exactly you can use as tax deductions. We're getting there. Then there's what's called a tax credit. Similar to a tax deduction, a tax credit will allow you to pay less tax, but they work in slightly different ways. A tax deduction is a way to reduce your overall taxable income so that you pay a lower amount of tax as a percentage of your whole income. A tax credit reduces the amount of tax owing. Now, I know that basically sounds like I just said the exact same thing twice. Don't worry about that. For the purpose of this lesson, the only thing that you really need to know is that you can access both tax deductions and tax credits, and you should be working towards using both of them to reduce your tax burden each year when you file your taxes. This is called reducing your tax liability, which is just financial speak for how much tax you have to pay at the end of the year. Now, if you run a small business or a side hustle, it's a little bit more beneficial for you to understand the difference between a tax deduction and a tax credit because there are actually two different types of tax credits, one of which can result in you actually getting money back when you file your taxes, which is pretty cool. Um, But that's a little bit more advanced than what we need to get into in today's episode. So if you're interested in learning more about that, maybe shoot me a message. Let me know that you want to learn more about that topic in particular. And and I'll think about putting together another episode on that later. But again, today's episode is really just Taxes 101, learning about tax deductions and how you can use them to your benefit to pay less tax each year. So let me explain how a tax deduction works to you. So basically you have your income and for the purposes of today's exercise, let's say you make $60,000 a year, okay? That's your salary. So the Canadian tax system uses a system called tax brackets to decide how much income tax you are going to pay. Each bracket is a percentage and the tax bracket that you fall into, so how much percentage of tax you pay, depends on what your salary is. The more money you make in your salary and your job, the higher percentage tax bracket you're going to find yourself in. Out of a $60,000 salary, you're going to be taxed 15% on your first $49,020 of income and 20.5% on the next $10,980. So those both add up to your $60,000, right? And when you run that equation, you end up paying $9,603.90 in tax. This means that out of your $60,000 salary, once you pay taxes, you're actually only going to have $50,000 roughly to spend on your life each year. 
Now, when you use tax deductions on your $60,000 salary, let's say you end up being able to pull together $15,000 worth of tax deductions. Now, that's a really high amount. It's not reasonable to find that many deductions, but it helps for the purposes of this explanation. So you have a $60,000 salary and you have $15,000 worth of tax deductions. Altogether, this means that instead of reporting your taxable income as $60,000, you can now subtract that $15,000 worth of deductions and report your income as $45,000, which means, again, you fall down into the lower tax bracket, so you're only paying 15% tax on your $45,000, which means now you only owe $6,750 in tax which in turn means you actually have $53,250 remaining that year. Now that's several thousand dollars in savings that you don't have to pay out in tax anymore because you've lowered your taxable income. Pretty cool, yeah? Thanks government. So just to run through it one more time, tax deductions and tax credits are used to reduce your overall taxable income. So you have to pay less tax and therefore you end up with more money in your pocket at the end of the year that you can save or put towards your life. So I know right now this system is sounding really great and why wouldn't you take advantage of it? But a lot of people don't because we're never taught how it works, so we can't use the system to its fullest potential if we file our own taxes, or if you use an accountant to file your taxes, you probably don't know what types of deductions exist, which means you don't know what other life information you should be giving your accountant for them to be able to maximize your use of the tax system. So next up, I'm going to walk you through 10 common types of tax deductions that you might not even know existed, so you're probably not taking advantage of them. Now, all of you entrepreneurs out there, you probably know all about writing off your work expenses against your income. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then definitely hit me up. I've got you covered. But stick with me because outside of your work expenses, there are all these other tax deductions that you could be using that you might not know about. So I think you're probably going to uncover something in this list that's going to be useful to you as well this year and that's going to save you money. So here's a list of some common tax deductions and tax credits that you should be looking at using when you file your taxes this year. I'll run you through the list and then after I'm gonna go back and explain a little bit more about what each of these is. So the 10 deductions you may not know about that you should definitely try to take advantage of if they apply to you, if you can. Number one, donations. Two, first time home buyers credit. Number three, medical expenses. Number four, there are union dues and work costs you can write off. Number five, student loan interest. Ooh, that's a good one. Number six, child care deduction. Number seven, home office expenses. Number eight, tuition deductions. Number nine, moving expenses. And number 10, my favorite one, your RRSP deduction. So going back around to number one, donations. If you're making a donation, not only are you doing something real good with your money, chances are you can probably use that donation to claim against your taxable income, use it as a tax credit, and it will reduce your taxable income. That is awesome. 
Make a note, not all gifts or donations can count towards this though. So when you make a donation, ask to see if you can get a donation receipt. This is really important. You always need a receipt. If the place that you're making a donation to doesn't know or can't provide you with the receipt, then the CRA website is actually a really awesome resource, is super detailed, and it's full of really great information. So you can just look on there to see if something is eligible as a tax credit or pick up the phone and give them a call. They're actually really friendly and really helpful when you have a question. Number two, the first time home buyer's tax credit. Now, if you bought your first home in the past year, you can claim a $5,000 credit on your taxes. Now, when you file your taxes, this translates into a rebate of $750 that you don't have to pay in taxes. Now, I know $750 isn't a ton of money, but hey, it's better than nothing. And if you're in the process of having just bought a house and you're feeling dirt poor because you just put all of your money into this house, then that $750 rebate is pretty great. And again, thanks government. Tax deduction number three is medical expenses. Now, thank goodness that we live here in Canada, so medical expenses are not a big deal for us. A lot of our medical expenses are already covered, but there is a whole range of medical expenses that aren't covered that you might be able to claim against your taxes if they apply to you. Now, I'm definitely not gonna go into this one in detail because it is complicated as hell, but basically, if you incur any sort of medical-related expense, I definitely think it's worth your time to go onto the CRA website and read the page about medical tax deductions to see if you can claim it. A big one to know that I know a lot of people don't take advantage of is that you can have your dental covered if you're not already on a dental plan at work. So any of you gig workers, gig economy people out there who are shelling out of pocket every year to go to the dentist, if it's not cosmetic work, then you can probably claim it on your taxes. Again, pretty rad. Right off number four are work costs. So things like union dues. Now, if you're not self-employed, you may not know that there are actually a lot of work costs that you can write off against your income if these are costs that you have to incur in order to continue with your profession. Now, again, this one is a bit of a slippery slope concerning what's eligible and what isn't. So again, take the time, go on, check the CRA website to see if any of the costs that you've incurred are eligible. But for example, you might be able to claim fees like if you need to pay union dues, safety boards to continue with your practice, travel and parking expenses. There are all sorts of things that fall into this category that you might be able to write off. So look into it or ask your accountant. Now this next one is awesome, I love it. You're allowed to write off the interest on your student loans against your taxable income. So if you've taken out student loans to complete your higher education, then you're allowed to use the interest that you're paying on those loans to reduce your taxable income now that you're working and earning a salary. The best part is that you're allowed to carry this write off forward for five years, which means at the time when you're a student and maybe you're not working, maybe you're not earning a salary, or you're just not earning enough of a salary to worry about the write-offs, it's in your benefit to hold off on writing off those student loans and wait until you enter the working world, you're earning a higher salary, and then you can use the interest on those student loans to reduce your taxable income once you find yourself working and therefore probably, hopefully, in a higher tax bracket. 
Then there is the child care tax deduction. So again, as with most of this, it can get a little bit complicated, a little bit murky, and I don't really want to unpack it all for you here, but I am gonna link a lot of these resources I keep mentioning, like the CRA pages, in the description for this episode so that you can easily go find those, look these up for yourself, and figure out if the expenses that you've incurred are deductible. Overall, the goal though is to make you aware that if you have a child or are the primary caregiver or a child, there are expenses that you might be incurring as part of the care of that child that the government allows you to write off against your taxable income. So if you think you might fall into this category, you should be saving receipts of expenses that you have for childcare, check and see if they can be written off and reduce your tax burden. And on to home office expenses. This one is for you, all of you new work from home office people. Chances are this whole pandemic situation has now put you in the position to be able to claim some of your work from home expenses against your income this year. Now, there are already some pretty solid restrictions on this one this year because the Canadian government, of course, realized that come tax time this year, it was going to be an absolute heyday of people trying to write off new ergonomic sofas and office plants against their work expenses, which isn't really legit and was going to get super messy for them. So they've definitely put restrictions on it for this year. We'll see what happens in the future. It might get more relaxed hopefully. Um, anyway, this is something that if you found yourself working from home this year, chances are you are going to be able to meet the criteria to be able to claim the deduction against your income for the year. So basically what the Canadian government has done this year is they've introduced what they're calling a flat rate system. And this is a new system that's come into place just for 2020 so far. We'll see if they extend it. And it basically states that if you meet the right work from home criteria, then you're allowed to claim up to $400 on your taxes this year against your income. There's a whole bunch of information about this. And again, I have linked the CRA webpage in the description for this episode so that you can go on yourself and check your eligibility for claiming this tax deduction. So on to the next one now, which is tuition fees. Basically, if you've spent more than $100 this past year in tuition fees or certification and examination fees from an eligible post-secondary institution, then you might be able to claim these tuition fees against your taxes. As with anything, if you're not sure, just pick up the phone, give your institution a call, or call the CRA. They're super friendly and not scary at all, and they're there to help you, so don't hesitate to call and ask. Okay, this next one is moving expenses. Now, this is kind of a cool and unexpected tax deduction area. And basically it says that if you are moving for your work, then you're allowed to claim some of those moving expenses on your taxes for the year. Specifically, one of the restrictions is if you've moved to a new place that is at least 40 kilometers closer to your place of work or business, then some of those expenses can be claimed. While a lot of us are working from home and if anything moving farther from our places of work right now, this might not be a deduction that's useful for you this year, but I have a feeling there's a chance that some people who have moved away are gonna be called back to the office one day and might find themselves moving back into cities, back into urban centers. If this happens, a silver lining is that you'll probably be able to claim some of your moving expenses on your taxes for the year. 
And finally, the 10th tax deduction, and my favorite one, is your RRSP deduction. Now, if that is absolute Greek to you, don't worry. The RRSP stands for a Registered Retirement Savings Plan. An RRSP is a type of bank account that's known as a tax-advantaged account. So you're allowed to contribute a certain amount of money to this account every year and defer your tax payments on this amount of money, aka not have to pay taxes on that money that year. Basically, what this is, is that the Canadian government has decided that it is so important and so valuable for them to encourage their Canadian citizens to start to save for their own retirement to provide for themselves. They've essentially devised what's basically a cash back reward system for making retirement savings and saving that money into your RRSP account. Now, going forward, I'm probably going to do a full breakdown of what exactly an RRSP account is, saving for the future, saving for retirement, RRSPs versus TFSAs, all that good stuff in another episode. But for the purposes of today's lesson, what's important for you to know is that it is absolutely to your best advantage to maximize how much money you can put into your RRSP account every year because you're basically killing two birds with one stone by paying future retirement you and saving current you, usually what amounts to several thousand dollars that you would otherwise be paying out in taxes for the year. Now, if you're not contributing to an RRSP account, if you have the means to do so, or if there's any way at all for you to cut a few corners and end up making a little bit of savings that you're able to have some extra cash to start contributing to that account, that is absolutely, most definitely something you should be doing and a tax deduction that you should be taking advantage of if you love this episode and you're totally on board with the idea of reducing your taxable income. And there you have it. That is 10 different tax deductions that you may not have known about that you might be eligible to use this year and in future years going forward to save yourself money on taxes when it's time to file. One really important point to note about using tax deductions and the tax deduction system though, is that you need to have receipts to act as proof of the expenses that you're claiming. You cannot just expect the government to accept your word for it, that you paid $5,000 on travel for your job for the year out of pocket, not reimbursed by your employer. You need to be keeping those expenses or keeping those expense receipts, sorry, and keeping them somewhere safe and protected and keeping them for years in case you get audited in the future and they go back through your taxes and they ask for past proof that these deductions were legitimate. This is especially important. Me as a small business owner, I have piles of receipts claiming my, uh, my deductions against my work and I'm hanging on to those. So keep your receipts. And finally, if the whole process of this is making your head spin and you just want to slam your computer shut right now, then I highly recommend looking into hiring an accountant to do and to file your taxes for you. Now, this is not just something that rich people get to do. And at first, when you look into it, get some quotes, it might feel like a total luxury compared to the baseline fee that you can pay with TurboTax to file your own taxes. 
But in my experience, the fact is when you hire an accountant, this is what they do. They know the tax system. And if you do a proper job of communicating with your accountant, they're able to maximize their use of the system and they will end up saving you money with tax deductions. You'll end up paying less taxes than you would have otherwise. And these savings, at least always in my case, amount to way more than what I'm actually paying the accountant. So I'm pretty willing to bet that you'll end up in the same boat. If you hire an accountant, you'll save yourself money, pay your accountant, and you'll still come out ahead. Again, though, you do have to take some accountability for understanding the system and know what you need to communicate with your accountant should you hire one. You can't just send them T4 slips and expect them to know that they should be deducting things like your tuition expenses or your childcare expenses. Maybe they don't even know that you have a kid. It's still up to you to have a, brace, a basic, to have a basic grasp of the system and to be able to help your accountant do their job to the best of their abilities. So there you have it, a breakdown of what exactly a tax deduction is in Canada, how the system here works, why you should most definitely be using the tax deduction and tax credit system to your advantage and saving yourself some money, and also a list of 10 deductions that you may not have known about that might be applicable to you and help save you money when you file your taxes this year. So if you enjoyed today's episode and you wanna learn more about getting in control of your own financial situation, then as always, I like to finish every episode pulling together some resources and information to share with you that you can use, you can go read to learn more about the topic on your own at your own speed. So to start with, if you're feeling kind of intimidated by the whole process of managing your personal finances, like as a whole genre, then I have a great starting place for you. I've created a free seven day mini course all about managing your finances called the seven day make friends with your money icebreaker challenge. And essentially what that is, is every day for a week, you'll receive a new tip landing in your inbox of an action that you can take that day that will probably take you less than five minutes. And by the end of the week, you're gonna go from being terrified to look at your credit card statement every month to maybe starting to think about saving and working towards some of your bigger financial goals in life. It's a fabulous course. If you're interested in learning more about that, I've linked it in the description for this episode or over in the show notes on the blog for this episode at howtoadultschool.com slash show notes. Also, you may have heard me talk about this before, but if you wanna get in charge of your personal financial situation and do not know where you're gonna start right now, one of the best books to learn the very beginner basics of personal financial management is called The Wealthy Barber. Now, again, this book is pretty old now, it's definitely dated, but the financial information in it is very, very sound. It stands the test of time. It's cheesy as I'll get the heck out, but it's straightforward and it's told in a way that's really user-friendly, really easy to understand. So if you're looking for a starting place, definitely recommend the book, The Wealthy Barber. Again, I have linked it below in the description for this episode. And finally, like I mentioned a few times throughout the episode, I've remembered to link some of the helpful web pages from the CRA in the description for the episode so that you can check them out for yourself and learn more about the different areas of tax deductions and tax credits. The list is endless. The page is huge. I only picked 10 of them. So I definitely recommend checking out some of those links to the CRA website. It looks a little bit dry, but the information is clear, it's valuable, and it'll probably pay back 
back in spades if you just spend 20 minutes sometime before you file your taxes scrolling through that page and looking up different types of deductions that you might be applicable for. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to hit subscribe and join the show community if you haven't done it yet. And if you learned something today, or if you have another point that you'd like to contribute, more information that you want to share with other people tuning into this episode, please don't hesitate to drop that in the comments for the episode. The best place to do that is either over on the How to Adult School blog under this episode's number or under the YouTube video for this episode. This platform is all about helping one another out and sharing information. So please, please, please do not hesitate ever to drop comments, share information, or ask questions there. And I will do my best to get back to you, answer questions, and be helpful wherever possible. Or someone else in the community might also have a really great, helpful answer for you if you just drop your question down in there. And finally, I am rambling, so I should probably sign off now. I'm your host, Corey Fowler. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you right back here next Monday with a brand new episode of The How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The How to Adult Show. Our goal is to make your life easier, so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place at howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a comment, review, or share something with us that you'd like to learn next. I love to hear from you. Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and I'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.